Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. I'm going to be reviewing for you today a few more obscure stories from the Bible. A lot of you who who know my messages know that I really like to dig in deep into the Word of God and and find some interesting things. We're going to start off in 1 Chronicles chapter 13, and we're going to hear just a little bit about the, the story of a guy who you know well from the Scripture. Of course, I could be talking about nobody else. I mean, Chronicles, uh, big time, everybody knows them from the Bible. Of course, I'm talking about Obedidim. Of course, Obedidim, obviously. I mean, you probably already guessed that. Uh, But I'm going to be talking about the amazing story about Obedidim. And and the story will begin, really, with the Ark of the Covenant had been returned to the Israelites from the Philistines. The Philistines had captured the Ark of the Covenant. You know what the Ark of the Covenant looks like, of course. If you don't, just watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. And you'll know what it looks like. And uh, just be careful about watching too long at the end. Okay. Uh, and so after a time, uh, King David was bringing it closer to, to Jerusalem. And it's funny because actually the reason the Philistines were returning it is because of, of some of the stuff that was happening uh, that, that was kind of Raiders of the Lost Arkish. So it's, it's not completely fictional in that uh, sense. But in any case, the Philistines sent it back to the Israelites. It had stayed in a part of Israel for a a, a while. But then King David said, it's time to start bringing it to Jerusalem. So he was in the process of bringing the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, that Ark of the Covenant um, that's in the warehouse in Washington. Uh, He's bringing it to, uh, it's not really there, uh, into Jerusalem, in the Jerusalem area. 1 Chronicles chapter 13, verse 13 says this. He did not, being he David, he did not take the ark to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obedidim, the Gittite. What? The ark of, the, of God remained with the family of Obedidim in his house for three months. And the Lord blessed his household and everything he had. Wow, that's so interesting. And I have in my notes, what? What? I mean, that's right. You have to understand the context of what is being written here. We're talking about like Itai. I, I talked about Itai a few months ago, or, or, or even Goliath for that matter. Obedidim was a Philistine. He was a Philistine, the Gittite. He kept, and he kept, King David had the Ark of the Covenant kept in his home, in his house, for three months. Not three days, not three minutes, not a couple hours, you know, a pit stop. Three months, the Ark of the Covenant was in the guy's house. 
Can you even imagine what that must have been like? Absolutely remarkable. Well, I can tell you a little bit about what it was like because the scriptures tell us it says that the Lord blessed him and everything he had. In fact, chapter 15, verse 24, says that once the ark left Obedidim's house and went to Jerusalem, that Obedidim became one of the doorkeepers for the ark. And this was for this non-Jewish Philistine man. He became one of the doorkeepers for the ark. It's absolutely amazing that God would have chosen Obedidim and, and, and King David would have chosen Obedidim, this Philistine, this Gittite, to be the one so honored. But boy, he was sure blessed. But here's the point, my friend. Obedidim did his part. He did his part. He was, Obedidim was very much so a behind-the-scenes person who just graciously opened up his home for the call of the Lord. But this behind-the-scenes person was an important person. This was not somebody, Obedidim wasn't somebody in full-time ministry. Obedidim wasn't somebody who was uh, prominent with great position. This was a volunteer, but wow, was he blessed for the role that he played in serving the Lord. He certainly was. Think about that for just a minute. Think about Obedidim. Think about how this may apply to you. Think about how this might apply to you. This guy who was so behind the scenes, who seemed to have a very behind the scenes role, but yet was very, very important in God's economy. And so much so that God honored him with position and his whole household was just tremendously blessed. Behind the scenes guy, an important person. People, you know, people are asking me, uh, Rabbi Kevin, when do you think we're going to be having live services again? I know that some people are starting to open and some people already have opened up with live services. And here's my honest answer. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know yet. Now, uh, there, there are a few reasons for that. Of course, uh, the, the caution with the virus itself, and there's still the, uh, the stay-at-home order for Georgia residents, at least through mid-June, at least, uh, for those age 65. But I'm going to show you another part of the reason. I'm going to do something that I've not done before in the live stream, in our streams before, Something that is uh, that my 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 crew is going. What are you doing this? Why? But but it's part of the message that I want to share with you. I'm going to invite Kazias, one of our camera folks and the director of our streaming here, to to come up on stage with me. Now you're going to get some views uh, of our services that are not typical. It's not going to be the best lighting the whole time, and and that's okay because I, I want to show you some behind the scenes things that are going on here. First of all, you'll notice the. Up, up there, none of the lights on the stage are on right now because we couldn't get the lighting quite right with the, the camera set that we had to do. I've got little marks on the floor, like this little blue tape there. That's the furthest I can go without getting out of the, the main big camera shot. Come on down with me, Keziah. 
uh, in this behind-the-scenes view. Look, look at this. This is how we've got a lot of this stuff. This, we can't have main services here at Bethel We've got stuff. Look at these tables here. We've got the cameras mounted on. But also, we were having a problem with shaking. The cameras were shaking just when people were walking around. And every time you touch the podium, the cameras would shake and vibrate. And so we said, How do we, what do we do? And so we had this ingenious fix, right? Dish rags. Okay, dish rags. You want to know how we're put together, friends? Dish rags. And even at the bottom of the feet, here with the computers and everything. We've got lots of stuff in here. We've got some Shavuot stuff that's still up. We've got other cameras that are set. Look at this big light that's right here in the, in the, in the middle of everything, our lighting fixtures. We've got the, the candles, of course. We don't need, yeah, this is a totally different look here. As, we, as we're continuing to go, you can see, take a look. We, I know it's dark right now. I'll get back in a slime. Now look at all this. this. This is some equipment that we've been buying now so that we're going to be live streaming like for real. And, and with some, our own equipment, all the, everything we've been using is borrowed, but we went ahead and have been, have been getting things. I've got lighting fixtures and control panels. I've got uh, new lights that are, that are coming in that we've got to install. We've got a whole bunch of stuff getting ready. Come, 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 I come see, we've got a whole new workstation here with, with, uh, with a, a new fancy lighting control. And check this out. These are going to be our our, our, our new cameras, and, and, and I, and I tell you, ooh, look at that. Oh, come on, somebody, look at that. Oh, hello. I'm going to have it look at you. Hi. Ooh, wrong direction. Hi there. <laughs> and, 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 and you see, we're doing all this stuff. We've got our new board. That's actually a whole soundboard right over there. We've got all this, all this stuff behind us. Look, look over there. There's Chris and Dara there. They're, they're working on the, they, the sound and the king of everything, and so they get the words to everything musicians have done a great job. They're taking a break right now. You got, you got all the, we got some stuff from the, from Shavuot still out. All this behind the scenes stuff that's going on. This is all also though, part of the reason why we're not going to be opening up like in the next couple of weeks. Why? Because we got to install all of this equipment. It's, it's a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs> we're, we're just, we're just showing you everything. And, and, and the deal is, is that all this is behind the scenes. But, but friends, this, this is one of the reasons why we've got to get all this stuff installed. It's a lot of work. I got to tell you, uh, Chris, Dara, Jeremy, Keziah, these folks have been working feverishly and still will with an awful lot. They've got a lot of things going on. But this is all behind the scenes stuff. Is it important? Is all this stuff? We, we don't have any lights on in the, in the whole place right now, except for the side lights and, of course, these, these camera lights. Here's the point, my friends, is that behind the scenes is very important. We've got so much feedback about how great these services have been, about how wonderful the streaming has been. And that's great. That's wonderful. That's tremendous. But it's required a lot of behind the scenes work to be able to bring you uh, the Shabbat services and the word of the Lord every week. This is my point, my friends. This is the point to you. Behind the scenes work is of critical importance because you see me in the front and I'm doing my thing and, and I'm getting to do cancering, which I love doing in this season. It's, it's just until for, for the time being, we're limiting the number of people. And, and so I'm just enjoying myself. But you see me doing my thing, the service. But there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's going on, the ordering, the working with the internet, everything, the YouTube channel, etc. We're working on uh, something else that's exciting. In any case, you need to understand how this relates to you, my friends. And it does 
because a lot of things that you do are not seen by other people also. 2 Timothy chapter 1, please, starting in verse 16. Rabbi Shaul, Paul the Shaliach, says this, and this is actually in the scriptures. About, I don't know, 10 years ago, I gave a message on this guy because I just was so impressed by him. And this is such an important word. Paul says this, May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. Wow! Onesiphorus! That's a whole section of Paul's letter that, that, that mentions this guy that you never hear about, Onesiphorus. He's only mentioned in 2 Timothy. It's the only time in the scriptures he's mentioned. But how significant is that? That Rabbi Shaul, Paul the Shaliach, is going out of his way to talk about Onesiphorus. And, and it's clear, too, that Onesiphorus didn't just help when asked, only when asked. A lot of people are willing to help if they're asked. But no, Rabbi Shaul says that he searched for him, Onesiphorus searched for him in prison to help him. Now, you talk about behind the scenes. Man, that is very, very behind the scenes. How behind the scenes can you get if you're not just helping, but you're seeking to help? But you're not just seeking to help somebody, but you're seeking to help somebody that's in prison. You don't even know where they are. You're trying to find them in prison to help them. You got to really, really want to help somebody. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You got to really, really want to help somebody if you go out of your way that much to help. But, but Onesiphorus was very, very important. You heard what Rabbi Shaul said about him. He prayed a blessing for Onesiphorus for eternity, for crying out loud, because of how much he had helped Rabbi Shaul. He says, you know how much he's helped me. He sought me out, wasn't ashamed of my chains. He's refreshed me. May God show mercy to him. Boy, I think that most people don't realize the impact that they can have by doing little things for others. I think of, I think of people like my sister-in-law, Christy. A lot of you know Christy, who does so many thoughtful things. It's so interesting because I'm the, not only the rabbi, but I'm also the brother-in-law of, of, with Christy. But some, oftentimes it'll be from other members. I'll hear, oh yeah, Christy did this. I'm, wow, I had no idea she was doing that, just helping other people. That's just in her nature. And what a difference and an impact that makes. I, I think of people like my own wife, our Rebbitson, Tiffany, who does more behind the scenes than people know. She does not like getting in the front. Yesterday when we had Shavuot and she came and waved the uh, the loaves of bread, which were amazing, by the way, and incredibly tasty, as a side note. Thank you, Maria. Uh, but Tiffany was like, oh, boy, do I have to, to go up on this stage? She does not like being in front of people, man. But she does a lot behind the scenes, much more than people realize. Something that she's been working on a lot lately is the Sisterhood Instagram page, which this coming Monday we're going to really kick off in earnest. I'm excited about that. All the leadership ladies in the congregation have contributed toward it. And she's working about that. That's a behind-the-scenes thing. Nobody knows about these things. You do so many things like this. Let me tell you something about Beth Hillel. Beth Hillel is not so much about this physical place. As much as I love this physical place, this physical place is a beautiful place. I mean, I, I love 
Bethlehem, I, I love this. I, it's a great being here. And I know that some of you have said, I really am looking forward to being there again. For sure. But Bethlehem is not this physical place. Bethlehem is you. You're a Bethlehem. Wherever you're watching and you reaching out to others. Bethlehem is not Rabbi Kevin. No, you are an important person here too. It doesn't matter if you just come and encourage your brothers and sisters. Or if you just a pray a prayer person, a prayer warrior, if you pray for us, I know a lot of you pray for me and my family. I know a lot of you do. I'm, I know that my family's part of a, a lot of your regular prayer times. Tadagabah, thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful. You make a big difference. Your prayers matter. This is not something that I take for granted, and it's not something that God takes for granted. You are an important person, even if it's behind the scenes. All of us work together. Y'all, this is a team behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. We're all together on this journey. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 12, says this, and it's a very important principle. I'm going to read some scripture. Follow along with me on the screen below. Just as a body, though being one, has many parts... But all its many parts form one body, so it is with Messiah. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be for that reason stop being a part of the body, right? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, <laughs> I do not belong into the body. It would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Verse 25, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concerns for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Wow, we all have an important role to play here. I want you to really hear that. Even though you're watching from home and maybe haven't been in this building in months, or for some of you who are watching all over the world, maybe you've never been in this building before. It doesn't make any difference. You have an important part. As Rabbi E, Rabbi e used to say here at Beth Hillel, there are no big eyes or little U's. No, we are a team, team here at Beth And I'm speaking to you today. You are an important part of this body. We have so many people watching from all over. I know. I mean, I've, I've, I'm getting even more reports from people watching in even more states all over the place. I was recently informed about a, a small group that is getting together watching our services from Colorado now. Amazing. It's great. All of you who are watching remotely, wherever you are, are an important part of the body. And the body all does different things. I'm called to do this, okay? Here's what I'm doing. I'm called to do this. But, but our ushers, our librarians, 
our gift shop team, uh, many others. They're all very important also. Our prayer teams, our encouragers, whatever it is, whatever role you play, it might just be as an encourager or a prayer warrior. You are important to God. You have a role to play. It doesn't matter if you're old or young, male or female, black or white, Jewish or Gentile. Even within the congregation, there are many parts, right? But it's one body. I got a, a letter from a, from a senior from Florida that said, who said, I'm a shut-in. This is, all, this, is all, this is such a life-giving thing to me. Thank you so much for streaming your service. Listen, don't be fooled by the lies of the adversary that tell you that what you do doesn't matter. It does matter. What you do for God does matter, y'all. It matters. It may not seem like a lot. I hear some people sometimes say, I'm not really doing that much. What am I doing? I'm not really doing that much. I'm not doing anything. Yes, you are. You are. And the Lord sees it. And, and, and it is of worth and it is of value. And you are important. Not just, the, not just the guy who's up here in the front with the rabbi title, who's, who's got the tie, the nice tie and the cool purple talit. Thank you very much. People, people sometimes ask me, oh, do you have that purple talit because you are the rabbi and you have the purple talit? And the answer is, well, in fact... No, I like the color purple. It's my favorite color. I, I, got, I got this on my honeymoon decade before I was a, a rabbi. I, I just love the color purple. I've always had this tali. There's, there's nothing rabbinic about it per se. Okay, so anyway, Joshua and the Hebrews were, were taking the land of Israel. They were taking the land, and it was the land of promise. But first, they sent spies into Jericho, that huge walled city. You remember the story, Josh, with the bad love, Jericho, 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 and the walls come tumbling down. Okay, so you know the story, Joshua and the battle of Jericho, and, uh, and they, they were, they were going to take the land, but however, first they sent spies into Jericho and to check things out and to find out what they'd be up against. We'll pick up the story in Joshua chapter 2, starting in verse Echad. It says, then Joshua, the son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered a house of a prostitute named Rahab, Rahav, and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahav, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land. Uh-oh, drama here. This is like a, a Hollywood movie. But the woman had, had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, uh, the, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. <laughs> but she had taken them up on the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof, maybe this time of year, right? Okay, very interesting and very deep. Rahav, uh, who was this woman, saved the spies and their lives were spared and the story goes on. But the, the summary is, is that when Joshua and the children of Israel came in and when they took over Jericho and destroyed it, they spared Rahab and her family. Very powerful 
And what she did may not seem significant, but it was significant. In fact, that, whole, that same story is spoken of in the book of Yaakov, James, to illustrate a point. And I want for you to receive this here today. James chapter 2, verse 25. In the same way was not Rahab, the prostitute, considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. In other words, friends, as the body, we can't just say, somebody else will do it. Somebody else is going to do it. You know, Rahab could have said that, you know, listen, why don't you hide with somebody else? I got enough service in my life. Thank you very much, boys. You know, I don't know if you know my profession, but, but I'm not exactly the, 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 the moral standard here in these parts. Why don't you find somebody else? I don't, I don't need the hassle. She could have easily done this. Easily. No, no, no. Faith without deeds is dead. You see what Rahab did? Even though her part seemed very small, we can't rest on our laurels. We can't complain. Friends, don't be complaining during this time of the coronavirus. Don't find yourself in a constant complaining mode. There are some people who are just nonstop complaining about this. You've got groups complaining about what the other group is doing. This group is complaining about that group. That group is complaining about this group. This group complains about having places that are opening up for service that's too soon. This group is complaining they're not opening, but places are not opening. Everybody's complaining. No, no, we need to be wise, no doubt about it, but, but let's not have an attitude of complaining. We can't be apathetic also. We're just like, oh, you know, who cares, whatever. You know, we'll just uh, you know, go on cruise control. No, 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 we have to do something. We have to do something that is a solution. We have to provide a solution. We have to be an encouragement. We have to be uh, someone who brings unity because we need unity in the body, don't we? Right now, more than ever, our country is so fractured. Friends, we need unity right now in our country. We need unity in the body of believers of that we can all agree on or should agree on. We have to do something. What do you do? What do you do when no one is looking? You see, it's not about the bigness of what you do. Okay, what do you do when no one is looking? Because rest assured, friends, God is looking. And we have to serve each other. Never feel like you're unimportant in God's economy. You are important. I hear that from some people who don't understand their worth in the Lord. You are important. You, I'm talking to you. You who are watching right now. You're watching this, this, this stream. And the Lord wants to tell you that you are important to him. He loves you. Get ready for this. And I want you to listen to me very carefully. Because when the Lord shared this with me, it struck a chord in me. And, and, and I was like, wow, that's, that's profound, God. Listen to this. This may be for you. It doesn't matter what your role is. What matters is that you fulfill your role. I'll say that one more time. It doesn't matter what your role is. What matters is that you fulfill your role. This is of great importance here. And, 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 and a role of prayer is as high a, a position as any. It's interesting. I've oftentimes reflected that when we get to heaven, that, you know, people are going to be up there. And listen, just being up in heaven is going to be dying, right? It's enough. Of course, I'm with you. 
but at the same time to, to, to look at people. And, and I've just thought about this, and it's like, okay, well, here's Rabbi Kevin's address. Well, that's a nice, you know, middle class, hopefully, uh, place. But wow, who's this mansion here? That is, that is a serious mansion. Who lives there? That's got to be some powerful person of God. Is that one of the, is that Rabbi Shaul's house? You know, you got to think he's got a big place, right? <laughs> I don't know how these things work. Okay, but, but actually who's there is, 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 a, is a prayer person that nobody saw, nobody knows. This was something that Rabbi Ofer Amitai from Israel in Jerusalem taught me when I was being mentored by him many years ago and when I was in my rabbinic training and I was living in Israel for a while and studying under him and, and a couple of others, including Ari Sukaram, who's going to be teaching soon. Uh, for our married couples. Um, but Rabbi Ofer taught me this, and, and, and he said, listen, he said, don't, don't think that the God might just be up there and say, you know what, for this person's life, I just want them to minister to me. That's what I want for them. I want for their life to be just to minister to me and just, just to commune with me. That's what I want for their life. That's not a particularly exalted or in front of the scenes position. How important is that? <laughs> Are you kidding me? If that's what God wants for you to do, dainu, it's enough. And trust me, you will be greatly rewarded for that. Rahav, Rahab, was faithful to do her small part. And gosh, it seems small in the big picture. She just, she, there was a moment in time, right, where she hid these spies, but it was not small to God. She put her life on the line. It was not small to God because this non-Jewish woman, Rahav, is mentioned in one other book of the Bible that I've not read so far. And it may be familiar because yesterday and Shavuot, we talked a good bit about Ruth. Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 5, it says this. This is in the genealogy. Salmon, the father of Boaz whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. Hmm. And continuing, skipping down to verse 16. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Yeshua, who was called the Messiah. Yes, my friends. So Rahab was in the line of King David. Rahab was in the line of Yeshua, the Messiah himself. What Rahab did was literally behind the scenes. Beloved, don't be discouraged if you do things that other people don't see or know about. He does. Don't think that you're not as significant if you're not a good speaker or if you're not Jewish or if you don't have a position or, <laughs> or even if you have a few extra pounds. <laughs> Whatever the reason, don't question your significance or if what you do is behind the scenes. Think about Obedidim. Think about Onesiphorus. 
Think about Rahab. The little things you do matter. The title of my message is Important People. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.